sometimes it's just those little like aha moments that can make a huge difference, especially when it comes to tech stuff. You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. I met Dawn of Tech Savvy Creative at the Reset Conference. The Reset Conferences just really bring in me, I was going to say bringing us together, bringing people together, but it's pretty much just introducing me to a lot of really cool people, Dawn being one of them. Um, I listened to a lot of really fantastic speakers that week, but Dawn was one of my favorites. I just love how she takes something that tends to overwhelm me, like technology, and make it really bite-sized and understandable and I consider myself really good at the business side. I think I'm a, a good photographer, but a really good business person. And when I listened to Don's talk, I realized that there was a lot of stuff that I didn't know and that I could be doing better um, in different ways that I could be like improving my client experience and my relationship with boundaries around my business. I just learned so much from her. And so I know that she just has so much to offer other creatives and I'm thrilled to have her on the podcast today. So I hope that you enjoy this interview with my friend, Dawn of Tech Savvy Creative. When I think back on my first years of business ownership, it is a sea of Excel spreadsheets and paper contracts and taking checks by mail. And it worked for a while. But as someone who isn't particularly organized, I soon realized it was a bit risky to be hodgepodging everything together. I needed something that organized my clients in a way that made it easy for me to keep track of them and their projects and ideally save me some time. Dubsado has been my right-hand software ever since. Dubsado was my assistant before I could afford to hire an assistant, and even 10 years later as my team has grown, it continues to keep us organized and sane. It allows me to send and accept digital contracts, no printing or scanning, it's all done online send invoices and receive payments faster than when I was receiving them by mail, and it integrates with so many other platforms that I use, like Google Calendar, so I never miss an appointment. One of my favorite Dubsado features is payment plans. This allows me to organize my monthly revenue so I have more consistent months of income, as opposed to some months that were super high and some months that were super low. Now I can spread out the payments, making it easier on my clients who receive automated reminders, and it's far more predictable for my monthly budgeting. I can also set up workflows to help clients prep for their sessions without me having to remember to send weekly emails. Honestly, when people ask me the one business tool I can't live without, it's Dubsado. If you're ready to uplevel the back end of your business and make your life a whole lot easier, you can head to dubsado.com and get 20% off your first month or year with the code MADDIEPASHONG. That's 20% off your first month or year with the code Maddie Pashong. Don, thank you so much for being here today on Take It Personally. Hi, I am so excited to be here and to see your beautiful face. It has been way too long. <laughs> it has been way too long. So John and I met at the Reset Conference. We met at the one in Waco. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because then you weren't at the last one because you had a baby. Yeah, like a week before. That would have been oh a crazy God. conference, but I, I had a lot of FOMO. I was literally sitting in my living room with a newborn, like watching all of the stories from Reset. And I was like, I'll be back. I swear. <laughs> a lot of FOMO though. <laughs> I totally get that. 
Well, I am so thrilled to have you here today because I, I think I've told you this before. I went to a lot of really fantastic speakers at Reset 2021 and your talk was my favorite. Like I consider myself someone who knows enough about what I'm doing, like does a decent job with different automations and tools and all of that. And I went to your talk and was like, oh my gosh, I need to change everything. I have learned so much. This is wonderful. So I'm thrilled to have you here today. Oh, I love it. And thank you for having me. I know we've talked about this for a while, um, but I'm just, I just hope that you guys can walk away with just like a little nugget of like an idea because sometimes it's just those little like aha moments that can make a huge difference, especially when it comes to tech stuff. I think you're spot on. So for those who are new to you, take a minute and just kind of introduce yourself and how you got to what you're doing now. Cause I think your journey is fascinating. <laughs> My journey is very full circle. So if you haven't met me, I'm Dawn, and I am the owner of Tech Savvy Creative. Um, my story starts out in the world of IT. I have been in IT for well over a decade. I used to work for Apple, and that was, gosh, over 10 years ago. I launched the very first iPad. So like that's when I was working at Apple. I have a degree in information systems, and then I went on to be a software engineer for a very large corporate company. And... That's what took me to San Antonio, where I live now. I met my husband there. He's also a software engineer. So I had a big girl job and big girl money. So I bought a big girl camera because what else am I going to do? I'm just, you know, living the life of a college graduate. And I fell in love with photography and I fell in love with it because it was so technical, right? And um, if you're a photographer out there, like, yes, we're artists. Yes, we create beautiful things, but we're holding a machine in our hands. And that was really fascinating to me. And then I started making money and then I started, I opened my business and then I just fell in love with the idea of being my own boss and not having anybody to answer to and started my wedding photography business, went full time in that. And I did that for seven years and I have two weddings left with my studio there in the fall this year. And then I'm fully retired from the photography world. So it has been a crazy seven years of being my own boss and doing that. But when I was a photographer, I realized along the way that a lot of other creatives in our space are really intimidated by the parts of the business that were my favorite. Like I loved automations. I loved the back end of your business. I loved all this tech stuff. And I know for a lot of creatives and photographers out there, that just makes them like break out in hives. Um, so <laughs> I started, you know, kind of bringing my worlds together and talking about like why you shouldn't be afraid of your computer. And this is how you back up your files. This is what automations can do for you. And throughout that, that just kind of kept growing and growing. And I broke that out into its own business. And that's how Tech Savvy Creative started. And now I do tech savvy creative full-time with the exception of those two weddings on the back burner coming up this fall. And I speak at conferences. I help other creatives uh, tackle the tech and learn how to use the tech in their business in a way that's very like easy to understand, not scary and, you know, friendly and happy. Like these are great tools at our disposal. We shouldn't be afraid of them. And it can really change the game for you and your business. And that's what my corner of the internet is all about. I think it's so interesting that you had said you fell in love with photography because it was so technical. Because I know <laughs> I have grown, I, I 
agree with what you're saying about like falling in love with the parts of the business that a lot of creatives don't necessarily like. I definitely find myself in that camp too. But specifically talking about falling in love with it because it was so technical, I was 100% the opposite. I was like, I'm never going to understand this camera. Like, this is way (laughs) too technical. I can't be an artist. And I think it's really cool that you were like, kind of flip that a little bit. You know, but the best part about it is we all create the same amazing experience and beauty for our clients, right? Like that, I just love this industry because it doesn't matter where you come from. You can have different perspectives or, you know, even artistic licenses. Like you're, some people are dark and moody. Some people are light and airy. Some people have a really sarcastic type experience and other people have a really kind and gentle experience, but it all pours into the same community. And that's what makes our industry so amazing. Absolutely. So when you first kind of got started with specifically your wedding photography business, but, you know, as you were kind of maybe at the beginning of tech savvy, but didn't know you were at the beginning, what were some of the things that you were doing with different tools and automations in your business that other creatives were not doing? Like what, what was different? Yeah. So right out the gate, I will tell you when I started shooting, I had a fully automated backup process from day one. Okay. And that is because I spent many years behind the genius bar at Apple dealing with people in front of me that were literally in tears because of a hard drive failure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like I I cannot tell you how many, you know, dead relatives photos are gone and like first years of a baby's life photos are gone. And they had this term paper and they failed their course because of it. Our technology is amazing, but here's the thing. It's still technology and we have no control over if it's going to fail or not. Okay. The best thing that we can do is create a contingency plan and be ready for it to fail. Because if you have that backup plan, when it does fail, it's just kind of annoying, you know, like, Oh, I got to go like get these files and move them over. But if you don't have those files somewhere else, it becomes a catastrophic event. Okay. (laughs) Um, so that's something I feel like from the get go, right out the gate, I already, I built my file system with a plan to have redundancy and all of these backups in place from day one. And to this day, seven years later, I have every single raw file I have ever photographed in my entire career. Yes. Backed up to three places. Okay. Oh my God. And (laughs) it's, it's 87 terabytes in case you're wondering. Um, but I have it. it. Do I need it? Probably not. But you know what? Storage is so cheap. Like Mm -hmm. Do y'all remember when like an eight gig flash drive costs like $200? Y'all like you could like people throw those at you for free now. You know, you can't like people can't get rid of them. Storage is cheap. Online systems like Backblaze are super cheap. I pay 90 bucks a year to store 87 terabytes backed up to Backblaze. Like it's so cheap. Why not have it? Take care of it. Because when you do have that failure, you want to be protected. And especially if you're in a a industry where like you're working on events that are like one-time events, you know, Mm -hmm. could I redo an engagement session? Yes. Could I redo a wedding? No. Right. So Mm -hmm. having that kind of adds that level of comfort as well. So that's really important. And I think that's one thing that really set me apart from other people. And we're all in these Facebook groups, right? And I can't tell you how many people I see in those groups, even to this day, like, Hey, my hard drive stopped working or Hey, my SD card isn't reading in my computer anymore, or I got this error. And that is an experience that no creative should ever 
want to deal with in their career. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about, even if it's just high level, what that system looks like for you now from like the number of cards you're shooting on to where everything goes once you put it on your computer and how it's stored. I would love to know. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, this process is very simple once you get used to it. Okay. Got it. But if we're going to get into nitty gritty, like I have a 10 module course coming out later this year on this topic. Like it's huge (laughs) because we're talking about like, what's the different numbers on the SD cards mean? Like what type of hard drive should I use? What happens if I use a laptop instead of a desktop? Like there's so much around it that makes it like a really large topic to talk about, but high level. Okay. Your safety backup system starts in camera. Okay. Shoot two cards every single time, even if you're taking pictures of your dog. Okay. Every single time your kids, whatever, don't be lazy and don't like, oh, and one card's fine. No, you put two cards in there every single time. If you have a camera that does not have two cards, you have a level of risk. Okay. But when you are looking at purchasing a camera, for me personally, that is a non negotiable. It has to have at least two card slots, whether that's a CF and an SD or SDX, whatever it is, two slots. Um, I use mirrorless cameras now, um, and I didn't upgrade to the mirrorless until they had dual card slots. Mm-hmm. So that was my like, no, I'm not going mirrorless until Canon gives me two card slots. And they did eventually. So that's important to me. So start in camera, write full raw to both of those cards. Okay. Because if one card goes, you have another one. Okay. And the other thing I want you guys to remember, and this applies to computers, to hard drives, to cards, to cameras, whatever. It's not always the fact that technology will fail. Human error is the biggest culprit, right? Like there was one time I was at a wedding and I dropped my camera into my bag and there was an open Nutri-Grain bar in there. And I put my naked lens in there and got Nutri-Grain bar all over the base of my lens. And without looking, I picked up that lens and snapped it into my camera. So guess whose shutter had layers of juicy strawberry granola bar inside of her camera. And that was the end of that camera. Kevin had to fix that one. So like, there's all these things, right? Your toddler can pull your computer off of your desk, or maybe your house got struck by lightning and then you zapped all of your stuff. Like there's so many different reasons why something can fail. It's not just because of the type of technology. So you have to remember that just because you bought the fancy hard drive doesn't mean that you're safe. (laughs) Always be prepared. Okay. Back to process. Um, shoot two cards in camera. When I come home, um, I upload those cards using photo mechanic and I use photo mechanic because it allows me to upload multiple cards to the same place at one time. Okay. So if I'm shooting a wedding and I have four memory cards full of images, I can upload all four of those to multiple locations at the same time. Okay. So I come home, I put those in they upload to a external hard drive that I do all my work from. They upload to another external hard drive that I use as my backup. Okay. So when that happens, they are now in two places and also on my card. Okay. So I have three locations where my raw files are. My computer then uses time machine to back that up. So there's another copy of those raw files. 
And then Backblaze is also watching that hard drive and starts its backup to Backblaze as well. So when I wake up the next morning, I have my raw files in five different locations. Wow. Cloud, backup drive, external drive, external working drive, and then my SD cards. And that's the beauty of this is it's all automatic, right? These tools will be monitoring these certain files if you tell them to and start this process automatically. And that is a huge, huge part. If you set yourself up and your system up to like where you have to drag and drop your files every time you want to back things up, you're going to miss something or you're going to forget or it's going to be too late. You have to have a system that does this automatically. Um, So that's what I stress. That's what I teach. Um, And again, I use everything on external hard drives when it comes to my photography business because I like to bounce between a laptop and a desktop. And by doing Mm -hmm. that, it allows me to unplug and plug into whatever machine I'm using that day. So that was a really high level example (laughs) of how I do this. But yeah, is there any like part of that you want me to dive into more? Oh, no, I mean, I think that that, that's just fascinating. And I love that you, like you said, so much of it is automated, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's, it's not necessarily a whole lot of extra work at that point. It's you just doing what you would typically do. And then your computer copying them to multiple places. Yes. Yes. It's literally me plugging my cards in and pushing ingest and that's it. Right. And the rest takes over. Again, like when I explain it, it's really complicated, but when you start doing it and actually implementing it, it's totally different. It's very simple. And that's the goal. If it's not simple and something that you're going to do over and over again, it's not going to work for you. Yeah. Obviously something like this is so imperative, especially for, you know, photographers and creatives. So they have a system that's backing up their files, but I think where um, we tend to overlook a lot are the different ways that automations and tools can help us in other ways in our business, specifically like creating boundaries and just like helping us. So we're not constantly kind of being ran by our own businesses, you know? Um, And that is what, uh, when we first connected and you talked at Waco, some of the things uh, that just like blew my mind and I was so excited about. So that's what I would love to dive into with you today. All right. Um, I know for me, and this is probably one of the things that you might've taken away from our talk. Um, there's so many ways. Like email scheduling is a great way to uh, like protect your boundaries, your website, online schedulers, the whole gamut, right? So for me, when I think of protecting my boundaries, that really starts with online schedulers. So using some type mm-hmm. of calendar tool to schedule meetings, to schedule consultations, sessions, coffee dates, whatever that is. The reason why I feel like schedulers are so important and should be used in all situations is because it shows the other person that your time is valuable and it shows the other person that your time is limited. Okay. Whether that's a client or another vendor by saying like, this is when I am available. That doesn't necessarily say, well, you know what? I really don't want to put pants on on Tuesdays. So I'm not going to, I don't want to say yes to this coffee date, right? Like you have that flexibility and there's no, you don't owe an explanation to anybody. Right. And those schedulers really kind of protect you in that way to where you can like set that boundary. So here's the days that I have available. If you're a photographer and you hate having the conversation of, I like to shoot two hours before sunset, right? Like, let's say you always want to shoot golden hour. 
Well, guess what? On your online scheduler, you make the available time slot golden hour, right? That way they can't argue, like, like they can't argue with you, but they're a lot less likely to be like, Hey, I actually need this time. And you just be like, here's what's available. And then if they look at that and they realize that the next Sunday available is in November, then maybe they should get on their game a little bit. And they realize that your time is limited. So I highly recommend anybody using a scheduler of some type, whether that's Calendly or using like the Dubsado scheduler. There's so many different tools out there that have scheduling features. You just have to find what's right for you. Um, I think so, so many people struggle with setting boundaries because we feel like we constantly need to restate it. And mm -hmm. what I think is overlooked a lot of the time is that some of these pieces of technology can be that like almost, you know, it's like a, it's like a blockade, like it is an actual boundary between you and your client or whoever wants your time to help you stick to it more because it, that's, that's what it is. That's the boundary. That's the barrier. And I love that. Oh, totally. And it also applies when you're working with other creatives as well. So like, um, I, I know you do branding and things like that. So you might have somebody that's working with hair and makeup at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like if you can provide your live schedule of when you are available, they can use that schedule to coordinate with the other party involved to get their stuff done. And then you become the easy vendor to work with, right? Like that's, totally. that's a really great part and it's live and it updates and like, Hey, if you want this time, you better grab it or we're not going to have it. But that just gets rid of so much of that back and forth too, right? Like nobody has time to like go back and forth in emails. And sometimes it might be easier, like depending on the situation, but for the general audience, like that tends to be really helpful to have that online scheduler. Another tip about this online scheduler, though, that I do want to mention, and this is a mistake I see a ton of creatives make when they use online schedulers, is they are focused on updating the availability in the scheduler and not mm. on their calendar. Okay. So for example, in case you missed it, last week I had strep. <laughs> I was down for the count. I was miserable. And if I had to go on to my scheduler and to change all of my available time slots to reflect that I didn't want to work last week, that would have been a headache because I have like 12 schedulers for different types of things, right? But when you work with these schedulers and you connect them to your calendar, they will look at your calendar to determine if you're available or not. So instead of changing the availability on the scheduler itself, I just added a week long blocked, like, all day event. And I marked it as busy and it blocked that time for all of those schedulers because all of those schedulers were looking at that calendar and that makes it so much easier. So whether you're on the go and you scheduled your daughter's doctor's appointment, or you decide you don't want to work tomorrow, you just put that onto your normal calendar that's on your phone and it will block everything else off as well. So smart. Um, now another thing that is a huge part of setting boundaries is email scheduling. I'm a firm believer in like office hours and scheduling. Now, just because you set office hours and you put it in your signature and you look all fancy, that doesn't mean you're not allowed to look at your emails at 10 o'clock. Like if that's, if your thing is to drink a glass of wine and sit on Netflix and, you know, check your email, that's fine. Okay. But you don't want to teach your clients to like respond to you or expect to hear from you at 11 o'clock at night, right? If you didn't feel good and you were going to bed early and your clients were bugging you, like that's probably something you taught them that was okay. 
So use those email schedulers, set them to those emails to send out in the morning, uh, whenever your office hours are, because at the end of the day, your 3 a.m. emails do not make you look impressive. It makes you look like you don't have any boundaries. So keep that in mind and utilize that as well. Um, You can email schedule directly in Gmail now. Also in a future update that's coming to Macs um, with Mac OS Ventura, it is being built into the Apple Mail as well. So lots of, I know, right? (laughs) Um, Lots of scheduling options at our hand. Another popular one is called Boomerang. I use a tool called Polymail for my email. There's a lot of options out there to help schedule those emails. So Reply on the time that you feel comfortable with, but make sure your client doesn't see it until it is time for them to see it. Another way you can utilize a tool that you probably already have in your business is by utilizing your website to answer questions. So if you get clients emailing you and they're like, hey, like what's a good location for my session or what vendors do you recommend? And you're constantly writing that same email over and over again. Yes, templates are great, but they're limited. Your email templates can only have so much information and maybe you want to add images and all that stuff. So use your website as that tool. You can create a page on your website and you can make it what's called like unlinked or like a hidden page, um, which just basically means that they can't Google it and they can't find it on your website if they're just like looking around. Um, But you can create a web page that does all that for you. It tells you, What's the difference between an album and a book? Like, what's the difference between a matte print and a glossy print? Where are great locations to have your session? What if you're booked? Like, referring out to other creatives that can do what you do. Outfit guides, what to expect. All of that stuff can be their own pages on your website. These are great because when you send a PDF to somebody, that PDF is kind of like, forever there. Like they have that file. They can save that file. It can have old information, old pricing, whatever. Right. But when you use a website or a live link of some type, when you make those changes, the most up-to-date information is there when they go visit that page again. So if you had a client that came in with the most amazing dress for her engagement session, and you're like, I need everybody to see this, you can add it to your outfit guide page and photos of her and even links to the website that she used to purchase that outfit. Um, But that just kind of gives you a living and breathing space on your website to answer those questions. And trust me, it is so much easier to be like, hey, here's a page that talks about what outfits you should wear and send that link off than to actually type it into an email because not everybody reads those emails. But if you can catch them with like, beautiful photos and kind of seeing themselves in that process, it's really going to make a big difference. Another thing, and I don't think I talked about this at Reset, um, to make this even easier is utilize text shortcuts. You know, on your phone, when you type in OMW and it autocorrects to on my way, like you can create those in your phone. Okay. So whether it's affiliate links or these links to your outfit guide, you can create a small shortcut that's like, link outfit, like one word, and it will autocorrect to the link for your guide. Okay. So you don't have to remember links. You don't have to go into like a browser and copy and paste the link to get it and send it over. You can create these shortcuts right there. So you just type in a few letters and it autocorrects in what you're typing. So you can easily send it to that client. I Uh, love that idea. (laughs) 
like I, I try to stick to my boundaries, but even still I'll have like a friend or family member, like text me or even like DMS on Instagram. And to just be able to be like, yes, happy to answer your question. Here's the page of my website. Yeah, exactly. And it could be even a resource, right? Or an affiliate link. If you do any type of affiliate work, like, you know, if I type in, you know, sprout AFF on my keyboard, it auto corrects to my affiliate link. So I don't have to go oh find it. Right. So if somebody's like, Hey, like what CRM do you love to use? Or, Hey, like, do you have a resource on, or do you have a Backblaze affiliate link? Whatever that is. You can just type in a couple letters. You don't have to remember anything because some of those affiliate links are really scary and long, yes. <laughs> awful, all, <laughs> th- all the things. But again, like our goal is to work you know, smarter and be more efficient. And that in turn is going to protect our boundaries, right? Because Mm -hmm. we're setting this up. If I can get things done and like direct my clients to the correct location, that gives me the freedom to focus on what matters at that time, whether it's my two-year-old or it's my business, or it's that Netflix show that I'm watching. Honestly, my favorite tip that you shared at reset was what you said about the having the pages as opposed to sending PDF guides. And I had heard that before, like that you shouldn't necessarily be sending PDF guides, but I, I had PDF guides. And so I was like, whatever, it's it's easier to just keep them. I'll do it eventually. And then your talk was really the catalyst where I was like, no, I need to, I need to update this. Like this is not working and game changer. But I also feel like Uh, something that we haven't necessarily talked about, but that I I'm sure you would agree with. I feel like it's such a brand builder to be able to send over this like really impressive, comprehensive page of your website. Like when I do brand sessions, when I deliver the gallery, they get this like after session guide that talks through like how to use your photos and what to do. And here's all these resources. And now that's like this fancy little page on my website. And it's so slick. Like it's just wonderful. (laughs) Isn't it great? Well, and the best part about that is you can update it, right? Like if you offer a new product or like, let's say you got that new sample album with that velvet cover and you're like, I want to showcase this instead. You can change that out super fast and super easy. And then nobody's questioning Mm -hmm. you when your prices go up because they don't have the old information. I mean, they could screenshot and stuff, but it's not the same. I work with a lot of, you know, up and coming photographers who really struggle when it comes to raising their prices. And I think no matter what level you're at, that's something that's difficult for people. And I feel like it is so much less difficult for me now because it's the click of a button on my website. I don't have to explain it to anyone. I don't feel the need to, to make some big announcement. It's just every few times that I book, every time that my calendar gets a little more full than I want it to. I raise the price a hundred dollars and go about my business and nobody has old information. So it, that's just what it is. Exactly. Like that's the beauty of it. And I feel like we always think that people are watching us a lot closer than they are. Yes. And so like we get really intimidated in, in our own minds of like, oh my gosh, like what are they going to think of me if I raise my prices? And like, oh, are they going to be like, they think I'm, I don't know. Like you just get into your own head, but like, in all honesty, like you have your eyes on your business more than anybody else does. So this just gives you that freedom to make those choices, to get it out there and to make it look stellar at the same time, because you have so much more flexibility on your website, especially if you're using a platform like show it or something that has a lot of creativity and customization available to it. So that mm-hmm. makes a big difference as well. Another thing, really, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you first. One of the things you've, you that you also talked about was like, as you kind of transitioned out of doing weddings or 
maybe even it was prior like portraits and stuff, you had a page on your website that was like other vendors that you really like, like referrals. And that's something that's been on my to-do list for a long time, but I, I only take brand photography. So anytime that I get any other inquiry, I have a list of people that I send and I have a automated res- or a, a canned response, a template that I send to people, but it's been on my list to create like a hidden page of my website because I just feel like, again, talk about like building a really amazing brand, talk about being an advocate for other businesses. Like I love the idea of being able to not only say like, sorry, I'm not available, best of luck, but like, here are these people who I can, you know, stand for and like tell you they're fantastic. And here's an easy way to get their contact info. To me, if you're in that stage of business where you're referring a lot of business, like that is a really incredible service to your clients and customers. Absolutely. And it continues the experience, even if you can't help them. Right. Yeah. Like I am not a newborn photographer. Please do not ask me to place your newborn into weird poses. Like I can't do it. Like, this is not my thing, but I have people that are amazing at it and I would love to refer you. And when you create those web pages on your website, especially if you don't make them hidden, quote unquote, that's good for their SEO also, right? It gives them a bump because you're linking out to their website. And that it's just, it's, you know, like it feels good. Yeah. It's like, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats, right? Like we're all, mm-hmm. we're all here for the same reasons. Cause if that creative is doing well, that means I can do well. Right. And it's so important and you can even make it to where people find it. Right. So like on the bottom of my wedding experience page, and it's, it could say like, are you looking for a family photographer? that's not me, but here's some people that we recommend, right? Like, so you like answer the question before they even get into your inbox. I'm currently on my website for the studio. Again, I'm not taking any photography clients. There's a big red banner at the top that says, I am not taking clients. Here are the people that I hire for my own photos. And (laughs) it takes them to that page and, you know, it goes from there. So again, it's only creating a a cohesive full experience for people that make it to my website, regardless if they book with me or not. And it's only going to help support other creatives. And again, like you said, if you're in a space where you are able to refer out, like that's an amazing way to, you know, support your community. And it might not even be that you're booked. I know for me, like I had a very particular type of bride that was like ready to have a rowdy time. Right. And that wasn't all brides. Okay. There were some brides that wanted something very formal and very, um, beautiful and elegant. And I'm looking for the bride that you're like, is she going to lose her top tonight? Like, you know, (laughs) so I had a very like unique kind of bride that was just ready to have a really good time. And I wasn't the right fit for everybody. So that also gave those people that made it to my website and they're like, Whoa, this girl's a lot. Like (laughs) I gave them a place to like move on and not feel like rejected, you know, like you, you want to attract and detract, but like give them that full experience at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Now, one other thing I do want to talk about, um, in terms of boundaries and like using systems and tools. And I know Coley talked about this on an episode when she was talking about Dubsado, but using a client management system or a client relationship system, a CRM, there's lots of different names for them really is a great way to put a boundary between you and the client, it, you know, quote unquote, the system, right? It gives you a layer to blame on. Do not be afraid to type in the words. This is an automated reminder that, okay? So whether it is a 
questionnaire follow-up or you're sending the questionnaire or you're asking for them to pay you or whatever that may be, do not be afraid of, this is an automated reminder that you have not completed your wedding questionnaire. Okay. By doing that, by adding that little, you know, upfront thing, it tells the client that something automated sent them this email. They are much less likely to be like, Don, I sent you that check last week. You know, like you can be like, oh, sorry. Like the system doesn't know that. Like you can kind of add this like layer of blame and it separates you from some of those hard conversations. Right. And I don't think I've had a client that's been like defensive about any like type of payment or anything in a long time, but it does like as a new business owner, like you're kind of nervous to ask people to pay you. And you're like, oh, totally. man, this person didn't reply or didn't pay her payment on time. It just gives you that extra layer of like, Hey, like I have a system. I'm a professional. I have a system in place. The system is reminding you because you didn't do something. It's not me sitting here, you know, with my phone that's like, Ooh, like I'm going to get you. So <laughs> add that, you know, little phrase to the front. This is an automated email reminder that, and it will really take a lot of blame off of your shoulders. I love that tip. I have automations in place that will send emails if people miss a payment or if a payment is coming up or whatever. But I have also had instances where I'll have clients who just like have not paid and their bill is like way past due. And so I will get into Dubsado and send a manual email. But at the beginning of that manual email, I say, this is an automated message. No, it's not. It is not automated. I am typing this right this moment, but you need to pay me. So I'm going to say it's automated. Yep. So been there many a times. (laughs) John, these tips are so good. And I feel like I love that you said at the beginning that you were hoping people walk away with at least one little nugget. I feel like there were, there's like a Chick-fil-A box of nuggets in this episode (laughs) and I'm all for, I'm ready for it. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much. You are so welcome, my friend. And I have a three-year-old. There are tons of nuggets in this house. So let me, let me tell you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I hope you enjoyed this Chick-fil-A box of tech nuggets today. <laughs> um, Absolutely. <laughs> I um, would love for you to tell everyone kind of where they can find you. And I know you have a tech challenge that I actually did. I think it was maybe a couple of months ago, but it was incredibly helpful. So if you can tell the people uh, where they can go to get that and kind of get started with cleaning up their tech stack. Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at tech savvy creative and also tech savvy creative.com. I am definitely most active on Instagram though. So go say hi. Um, I'll post the latest drama and updates in the tech world there. And I still have the spring clean your tech challenge. It's a five day challenge that gets sent to you via email, but it just takes you through the process of cleaning up your computer and getting things up to speed so you can hit the ground running. It doesn't matter if it's springtime or not. We all need a good cleaning of our digital life. And I don't know about you. I do it at least once a week because it is a great way to reset. And that I will send you that link so you can add it to the show notes. Perfect. Yes. You'll put it in the show notes. So I did the spring clean your tech challenge. I think when it was like live or when you had first announced it and then went back and was just kind of doing some cleanup last week. So I probably should have done it sooner than that. But I, I was amazed at how quickly things get out of hand. Like, I was like, why is my computer running so slow? This is a pretty new computer. Like what's going on? And looking at all the different files and stuff, I'm like, oh, oh, that's why. <laughs> that's why it's actually totally my fault. <laughs> oh my gosh. And if you're a Canva user, y'all, I love me some Canva. 
but I cannot tell you why I have like 12 of the same file downloaded to my downloads folder, but that's what happens. Like I'm like, oh, I make this change and I download it again. I'm like, oh, let me do it again. And then before you know it, my computer doesn't want to work anymore. So (laughs) I totally can relate to that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. We will go ahead and add all of those, including where to find Dawn on Instagram in the show notes. And yeah, just thank you for being here. This was wonderful. Thanks for having me, Maddie. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.